0: Join us as we open another file in the Markov dossier. File number Bersot Door two two zero two one zero six one. File open. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Golden Cradle Review 2021.
1: Sir Luton, and welcome to this episode of the Markov Dossier, a dystopian age podcast. My name is Scott, and I'm here with Sam. Howdy, pilgrims. I'm also here with Brian. Howdy, this is Brian from Houston and the Black of Saloon. And Cohen. Hey, guys. And also, Will.
2: Hey, how's it going?
1: And last, but definitely not least, Mike.
3: How's everybody doing today?
1: Good. So, we're all gathered together today. This sounds like a start of a wedding. We're all gathered (laughs) together today. We're going to discuss 2021 Dystopian Age releases, our picks of the year. We're just going to have a a top five. Uh, Sam usually does a golden. Golden Spurs or Golden Cradle reviews, was it, last year?
0: Yeah, usually around year Because now it's I Ask everyone their opinion. For various reasons, that just wasn't practical this year. I just, my hometown just didn't have that. So I'm doing it this way there. The Golden, Golden, the Golden Spurs will return. I will do them another year. Uh, but this year, I thought it was easier to do a review of what we thought and ask our wonderful audience what they thought as well. I'm sure they'll. Chime
1: in on the webpage. Yep, and um, we thought we'd gather some prominent members of the community together with us, um, everybody that can make it. We've got uh, a recording from somebody we'll play in later as well. Me and Sam will go last because we are the hosts, obviously, so we'll be, be gracious and let everyone first. Do we have any volunteers? Who wants to kick us off?
0: I say we make Eric go first because we've got a recording and he hasn't got any choice.
1: <laughs> That's a really good idea
4: howdy howdy buckaroos this is eric from the black hoof saloon podcast and well today i am here because sam and scott are doing something a little bit different for the golden war host this year where they ask us to kind of go over uh the previous year 2021 and all the things that are awesome of that year that war cradle and the war cradle verse put out So instead of just voting on all the different releases War Cradle put out, we are going to be picking some of our favorite moments and releases or just anything to do with the War Cradle-verse. So we saw lots of releases throughout the year of 2021, so there are a lot of releases throughout the year. And to begin with, we had like nine different releases for Wild West Exodus, and one of the first things that stands out for that year for me, and I know for uh, the rest of us, Tom and Brian at Blackhoof, is some of the Wild West Exodus releases. And one of the first ones that stands out for me is the Murder of Hellions posse set that we got. And now this one was not one that I personally was waiting for for a long time. I finally get to build Death from Above for Cam. Uh, I In the past, I've always built Cam's posse with just supporting characters, faces, and units from uh, the Outlaws or within the Enlightened. So now we finally get his own posse set. So I thought that was really cool to finally see that come out of 2021. And then in between, we saw a lot of releases for Dystopian Wars. 2021 was a huge year for Dystopian Wars. We finally got to see these sets of ships come out with 15 15, that's a lot. And I know Brian had a lot of ships, ships, and more ships that he had a lot of fun building and magnetizing. And then we go all the way towards the end of the year where we see some more scenics. We had four different releases. And one of the things that stands out the most for me for 2021 is the new edition of Wild West Exodus with the showdown at Retribution. We get a new starter set, which is very exciting. There's a lot of new models in there and it just it kind of is like okay what are we gonna see in the coming year of 2022 for the new edition of wild west exodus so that's all i got for you guys today those are just some of my key moments for the 2021 war cradle releases and this is eric saying take it easy and thanks for letting me do this you guys sam and scott until next time i talk to you Right with the sun at your back and always roll those big crits.
0: Okay, so I, as he was saying that, I did make quick notes of what he he bought uh, bought up. So his top things were Murder of Hellion to start with. Oh, I, that was a great start. That was right at the start of the year, January, I think. That was a great start. That got me excited. I know we'd all been waiting for that one. and Such great models.
2: What do you guys think? I've been waiting for that box for a long time. Yeah. Obviously everyone everyone who's been the Dark Council Facebook page knows that I am like one of the the king preachers of the Enlightened. <laughs> so I've been I've been waiting that for a bit, especially because it unlocks so many thematic lists you can make. Especially um, I've been testing it. I haven't really gotten a lot of work with it, but doing a uh, like robot pop-a-cap. And then also came so trying to do a little like peace offering before the firefight that takes out dad, but uh, no, that box is great. I'm really excited for it. And hopefully this year we'll actually get the hellion hand units, which I'm really waiting for too.
5: Yeah. With, with the introduction of the plastic production and war cradle, future hands and support troops that, that is like something that I can't wait for, you know, that i'm really excited for maybe we will be discussing this next year <laughs> yeah. whatever we may get in those forms of new plastic sprues but i uh, yeah that was a really cool the heart great introduced a, a new face uh, a hellion face and yeah that is a good box set
6: yeah i really like that one as well and uh they they took into account that the the plastic hands are not yet released uh, when you looked at the new handbook that they released the third edition as well so it uh yeah they'll definitely slot in nicely and yeah the models are just amazing one of our new guys who started out here locally immediately picked that box specifically because it just yeah looks great
0: i was a big fan of the helion model that's ripping somebody in half i mean that that was a fantastic piece of casting and just looked brutal it's like, yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, some yep. beautiful, beautiful models in that box. It's on my hit list of well, when I've got some money, <laughs> I'll get another box of Enlightened once I've finished building all my spiders that I'm going to do this year. I think
1: the other thing was, it was quite a surprise for everybody because it was only just teased in sort of, they did the advent calendar in 2020 and it was like really, really quick to release. I think it was either January or February so it came out real quickly and I think a lot of people were sort of taken aback because they used to used to soon being the, the release date for everything so um, yeah I think it, it's a really 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 nice set I'm not an enlightened player but it's definitely one of the ones that I think a lot of people look at coming into the hobby and sort of being like that's a you know really uh, really different from a lot of the stuff out there already so yeah yeah good pick yeah
0: mike do you have anything to add to that uh no everything has pretty much been said i, I
3: want to uh, get through mine because mine is very short and, and sweet to the point i think everybody already knows what mine is
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we know you were waiting for that <laughs> okay so also let's see what else did eric say so dystopian war that's that was the big 15 sets and so much in there and it's lovely brian you've been building them left right showing us how to magnetize them pretty much every <laughs> thing coming out
1: <laughs> yeah so
5: yeah i mean obviously when that first started coming out i i ordered the first set through Zeus and it was just a really good plastics right i mean i grew up building models not playing war games so it was like a really good model kit right the everything fit together it was very little difficulty putting the model together and then the i i don't even know if i was the first one to say hey magnets but i was like "Huh? okay let me see and yeah i mean i did video i did a one i did an unboxing video for the first time with that and then i dove into tinkering and Yeah, it was, it was fun. I had a lot of fun troubleshooting the first, you know, set of the enlightened shifts and then, then did the same with the Commonwealth and the Commonwealth were, were the much harder tinkering, right? And it works and it works really well. So I ended up doing the entire box magnetized and Painting it is a little more difficult because you're painting twice as many pieces of whole because they're all swappable. Uh, but yeah, I, I still haven't finished them because before I could finish those new ones would show up.
1: <laughs> Another <box laughs> and so, Right. I'm just thinking
0: and the only
5: ones time. I did finish to completion were the sprue of the Empire that Free sent me. And I did. I I did the full magnetizing rig to that and I painted them and finished them. And they turned out wicked. wicked. And but I'm not going to play the Empire. <laughs> but I, I've got a, two cruisers and four frigates for that. And they're they're really cool looking. Cool. But yeah, yeah was, they the Disopen War stuff uh, of the group at, at the Black of Saloon I, I'm the only one that really dove into it and yeah, I've got a lot of those to
0: finish up. I'm just thinking you've got enough magnets in your house, trash cans must start drying themselves up the street. <laughs> like in those old black and white films where the guy would come out with a big magnet and just follow the cars.
5: Yeah, yeah. And and, and, I, and I actually had to buy more magnets. So here's like three different sets of magnets, three different sizes that I separate with, you know, bubble wrap so they don't squish together because there's enough air in between the bubbles. So, uh, and I bought Smaller ones when the uh, two, new two player box set came because I needed the small enough so I could do wrist magnets so I could swap out miners. Uh, <laughs> So did we get the really, really small
0: magnets. I experimented with magnets and I ended up stabbing myself with the drill. So I ended up my with that. I'm like, yeah, that hurt. <laughs> I'm just losing. I haven't
5: losing. done the drill, but I, I've I've got plenty of battle wounds from the exacto
0: blades. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, What else is everyone else out of Dystopian Wars? Is as it t- as it really launched with some of you guys? I know some of you have and. Um, Oh, there's
2: maybe a siding i got a ton of enlightened boats and i haven't painted them yet i did magnetize a slew of them as well uh with a dremel and i definitely did cut my finger more times than i care to admit but right now it's slow to go in our area because uh atlanta's like one of the biggest airports on the planet so unfortunately everyone's being very cautious which well, that's not unfortunate but like it's it's a good thing that everyone's being very cautious, but it's unfortunate because it kind of stalls out the hobby. So a lot of people are still collecting and getting ready, and I'm, I'm waiting for uh, an organized play document. As soon as that comes, I'm going to hit the ground running with Dystopian Wars in my area, at least.
6: Yeah, For us, it's uh, for us a Dystopian Wars box. It's also, spoiler, quite high on my list uh, as well, that I made up. But quite a few people got into it, actually. There was a mate of mine somewhere in the summer who said, like, Hey, you want to check out this, as he called it, board game? And yeah, we just started it, instantly loved it, gave a few demos and quite a few people bought fleets as well. I decided to get the set and then do a split with him. And I loved the model so much that I just got a second set just for myself. I admire people who have the patience for magnetization. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just lucky enough to be a fast painter as well, I'll just assemble a second and 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 do it that way because yeah it's it's too fiddly uh for me to monetize all of them
5: so we just need a swap like i would willingly build models i love that part i think someone uh went in and like ordered a whole ton of enlightened minions and they were like it's this is going to be daunting i'm going to have to put all these together because all the pieces and i'm like I, i sent them a message a private message like just send it to me. I'll build them all for you. I, I enjoyed building them. I have I only have one set at the time. And I loved building them. They were just fun, you know. Because, again, I'm a modeler, so I was like, oh, this is really good. It got a little bit of teeth to dive into this this kit. Because it had... There were so many parts. I don't know if anyone else... If you haven't seen it in Light and Sprew for the Menials... It is the first generation of the game it was 10 models per sprue, but there were so many parts for the enlightened hands, it was five models per sprue, but it's the same size sprue. Yeah. So yeah, I have one. This is a sprue for the meals. So because of all these parts, it's just for five models. I love that. Now now mind you, I got this because uh, on the table sent me reinforcements during their gunsligger league so they sent me a box of right. them, so i get to dive into another set of those
6: <laughs> i still have 10 of those stacked away somewhere from the meat grinder posse and i haven't gotten around to it i it, i have to do the henchmen first and there were like three parts i assembled them and i was just like this just makes a lower leg <laughs> that's it that's three parts <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs>
0: Front, backside,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I thought the greys were bad. That was horrendous.
0: I must admit, the quality of the models you get from Warpedo is what. Encor- when I started playing that, I loathed the building hard people, I would get myself covered in super stab myself with sharp knives, and so on. But they just go together. So even though there's lots of bits, they go together so well. I actually, I'm now actively enjoying building and I'm now, and because they're so well detailed and put together, I actually enjoy the painting, I used to hate painting and it wouldn't touch a paintbrush to save my, but, uh, anything, but now I'm actively painting my own models. The Dystopia Wars boats are just so nice to paint because at that scale you can just do great big blocks and it looks fine. You can just paint, especially the night one, you can paint the panels just in alternate colours like I did with mine. Loved it. I actually feel like I, I painted something. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm never going to be your your standard going, but I'm happy to paint. And I love what we've had out of there. Hey,
2: man! Any paint, any paint is good paint. paint. It that is. I to remember. And at that yeah. scale, dry
5: brushing is just spot on—a really neat, quick way of you know putting death on them all. Yeah. So yeah.
2: A lot of people beat themselves down for that, but. Like I said, as long as it's got paint art, you did a fantastic job. I'll stand behind that no matter how long. Well, I just
0: finished Bible this morning on a bike. This is the best thing I've ever painted. I'm so happy with this.
2: <laughs> now you got to do one better than that one. And then yeah. so on and so on and so on.
6: Hey, you shouldn't beat yourself up over drivers. Well, Go ahead, Mike.
3: Well you you guys do know that gray is a color, right? You do know Oh, my
2: that. God. No, yeah. You're going to start a real hot point idea. between Mike and I. do camo, come
0: <laughs> Mystic. <it>. I'm good.
3: <laughs> and you get bonus points. as it's dusty gray. <laughs> the,
5: the, the dust gray is the next color. You only need one more color, and you're good to go. <laughs>
3: One of the Absolutely. I is
0: good even when you don't need to prime it. Okay, shall we, shall we move? Mike, do you want to do yours next?
3: Sure, I'll get in there real quick. So, as everyone knows, I am a fanatic about Wild West Exodus. And there was only one thing that I really, 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 really did I say really? Really, really wanted. And that was the pride of the Nekomaka. I just love those miniatures. i love the idea of them since I I first laid eyes on their skull, uh, drawing several years ago and now that they are released I am absolutely happy with what portfolio has provided us and I will take a moment to mention the fact that even in the design process you have two versions of one character within the same crew. you have both a regular version and a legendary version where the icon or the familiar that's, that's on one model actually becomes a mount on the legendary version of the same model. So I thought that part of the design process was genius I really really like it and one thing about this posse that really stands out to me is that while traditionally most posses are designed to work very very well together as a solid unit the Nekomata seems to really shine you spread them apart to different to, uh, as a abilities to different so linear four and I really like the idea behind that and I think going forward, uh, using them in the Lost War Exhibit as well as Wild War Exodus, but I think that when the Lost War Exhibit comes out, I think that design point will stand out a lot. So, that's my point as far as what I would look forward to in 2021. Now, uh, in regard to Dystopian Wars, you know, I, I'm not really a fan of naval games. However, I did buy a lot of Dystopian Wars. I just absolutely love the miniatures. So I'll say that anybody that's actually looking to this game, if you haven't been amazed by the miniatures up to this point, I don't know what you're looking at. Because absolutely, hands down, out of all the tactical naval miniature games I've ever seen, these sculpts are amazing. Amazing. So we're going to have to revisit that this year and get back into it. Hopefully, as we start gaming again, I'll be looking into the the Sylvan Wars again. But Wild West Exodus with the new start, the new rule set, you know, 3.0. I'm really, really looking forward to getting back to getting that on the table, where it should be as one of my top three skirmish games of all time. And with that, that's it for me.
0: Drew, thank you. Yeah, I I'm totally with you on those. I I I knew how when the new matter came out, and my first thought was, Mike's gonna be really happy with. This. That literally was my first thought when I saw the box. I thought, How happy are you going to be this month? <laughs> <laughs> and my like, oh god, those sculpts are just incredible. They've, we all know what they're inspired by, but they've made them their own. They're not they're not them. They're, they're their own models, but we can see the inspiration. And God, they're lovely. They are so so good. And like you said, the legendary. How'd you say her name? I, 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 I'm not gonna butcher it. No, the legendary one with the battle beast.
3: Kuga,
0: Ichigo Ichigo thank you very much. <laughs> but I butcher names, so Uh yeah, that is an s- incredible set beast model. You're just gonna be happy to have that. And just hey, look what I got, that's awesome. Um it's again when Wild West when Lost World comes out, I do like the look of the Empire. So I'm probably
5: gonna pick up that off the lost World next at some point. We, yeah. Okay. So what the rest of you guys think? All right. I keep jumping on. No. I mean, me and Mark are literally in the same brain on this. It that was one of my top five was the, the nikomata coming out, and then uh, number two was the Legendary one come out. I mean, they're just amazing. Now they're not my primary factions, but they were me and Mike have been talking about them since they teased it at one of the conventions and I, I've been just waiting. It's it didn't matter what factions they play with. I was going to get them. <laughs> so, you know, just to have, because they're just, they're, they're amazing. The sketches spoke to my heart and there was no way I was going to buy them. It didn't matter what, what faction, you know, and this is a really well put together box. The car, when we finally got to see the cards, you know, they we were super excited and uh lots of discussions on how to how to improve them before they went public and you know we were just having a ball just couldn't uh, standing beside of you were just so giddy <laughs> it's like
7: they're coming they're coming.
5: we get to talk about it it's coming <laughs> and they were so brilliant they're so good and uh what's funny is i got the box the same time as i was like getting inundated with all this other stuff from dystopian wars and i was so busy getting those things done and putting videos together and releasing that i just built these not too long ago i probably built them in like november and man was that just so fun just to relax and just put them together and you know clean up the minor details that had flashing or but they are just so good. And now it's like brainstorming, okay, what color schemes are we gonna go traditional, you know, source material, gonna go with what the they have on the box or uh, follow Daz, you know, the studio paint. So yeah, it's that was a really good set. And I agree with Mike, they were well-received. They're
6: awesome. I, I like that box set because it was the first time that you saw the Warrior Nation in a different interpretation than just the, the Wild West. And uh, it, I thought it was a great taste of what uh, all the different uh, posses could be for uh, for Lost World X's. and just the, the you know they can tap into so many things when they expand this universe globally, uh, in that universe. So I, I really loved them just because of that. It was the first because you have the Soul Hunters and they looked like enlightened. Um, you could they are different but not vastly different compared to what we've already seen. But yeah, the pride really was different, different from an aesthetic point of view, and I really love that. Yeah, I I
5: agree. I I like how they bridged, like we got a little sneak peek of the Empire with the emissary Nakano. And so some of the stylized armor on her figure, you can see little glimpses of that in the Nekomata, some of the models, and you know, just, but then, you know, they're, they're spirit warriors, you know, they just have a very different you know, background uh, which is another awesome thing that War Cradle has been doing the last couple of years is really giving us a little insert fluff in just the sales pitch on the, on the website and takes a completely different connotation to their version of the Spirit Warriors that we see in the Warrior Nation it just, I mean it's just a nice little nugget of fluff uh, that makes some, sets them different and then of course stewart spends a whole year teasing us about how these guys are you know they look down on their uh us brethren <laughs> you know and it's like okay <laughs> just giving us more little nuggets <laughs> give us a book a novel please <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, we need some books. (laughs) Need some more books, definitely. Yeah,
3: they they are absolutely amazing, and I I I do believe that I think was hinted at that we haven't even seen all of them. Hint, hint. So you know, Stewart likes to keep us in suspense, you know, which I really appreciate. And I'll just have to say this to Brian, you know, the way he feels about his favorite posse and his favorite character, you know, Jed, I, Pal, and twenty twenty. I think I feel the same way about Ichiko and her legendary form. So, and I think Will, even Will, loves the Soul Hunter so much. So I think we found three different players, all from the U.S., that found love for three different specific posses that play as specialists. So I think uh, the rest of the community. Yeah, they
2: really oh, act out of the park. Like giving up.
3: The... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So if you're out there listening to this, if you haven't found your favorite posse, I mean, it's right there plenty of options available for you and more to come.
0: Cool. Who would like to go next?
5: Volunteers I'll please. go ahead and go, since yeah, okay. a bit go of mine it. already surfaced in Eric's uh, response. <laughs> um. So yeah, my top five for War Cradle year review um, begins where Mike's was, uh, is with the, the posse of the Nekumata. Uh, Again, we had been waiting for that for a while, uh, ever since the the sketches uh, were teased. Uh, And really, the sketches were teased uh, at a convention, like, before Lost World Exodus was even a thing. It was before uh, Dystopian Age was created by merging Dystopian War. So those were teased when there was a different direction for them, and... So they were teased with some other sketches of Warrior Nation from other parts of the world. So we were getting like little snapshots and it was like we were excited it was going to be amazing. Then Dystopian Warriors merged and they created Dystopian Age and we got even more teases as that that world was being built uh, and the fluff started showing up and it just made that that those sketches like in bed in the brain and it was like oh we can't What we gotta see them and then so when they came out it was like a huge release and and i'm right there with mike when you got the posse box it was like oh wow this is so you can't top this and then they teased what uh like four or five different legendary models at at us and one of them was you know Ixto and super snarf and you're like what okay so that yeah the, the posse box was amazing already. And then you, you drop off a, a legendary like that. It, so that's number two, right? And it's the number two is, is her legendary model for me. Number three is the two player starter. It was in, toward the end of the year. But when they start, when Stuart started teasing us that, that it was coming, and originally the tease was, something's coming. And he wasn't really specific about what it was going to be. He just kept saying, you know, something's coming. Uh, that's not dystopian. So when we found out what it was going to be, you know, mind blown, I really even couldn't tell the other guys on the podcast at the black hip saloon. So it was like really difficult because we were doing, I was meeting with them and we're talking about other stuff. And I was like, you know, (laughs) couldn't say anything. And (laughs) it was really difficult, but it was like this big surprise was, bubbling and i and i was you know i I told i wouldn't say so i couldn't say and and then when the big reveal comes out i was like you know blasting on our messenger group going
1: i can tell you now
5: (laughs) it was like awesome uh but that set is amazing the plastics are so good you know the dystopian war plastics were really really good and i enjoyed building them but nothing like this two-player set I mean this is as good as the hands units under outlaw these are just i mean just the—I mean it's hard to say because i really enjoyed the outlaw wave ones hands but this these sprues are just amazing they're just some of the best sprue builds i've ever played with you know and so and the only reason the two player set's not number one for me is just those years of anticipation for the Nekomata was so just so ingrained for so long they top off this box set. This box set is just amazing. If you haven't played with these sprues that War Cradle is making, uh, I envious you because you haven't yet and you get to enjoy that and they're just amazing. The UR30 bots are just some people were saying oh tinky tinky but the joy I had building UR30Bots is also because of the base inserts that Warcradle made, you know? And it's weird to say that because it's, it's just a base insert. We all can make a base. They're very easy to make your homemade brew ones. And I was always doing that because I'm not going to spend money on base inserts. I just I can wing it and make them just as good and use a stamp and stamp out, you know, green stuff but my number four is those base inserts and the reason there is how easy it was to build models other people were having trouble with because of the base inserts they're the same plastic so it made the the joints for the ur-30 bots are very very difficult unless you use like a uh, a super glue or like that has like that spray that you know instant solidifies it i see people use that but i didn't need to use that using modeling glue but with the base those the feet on the the plastic insert base and on the it no problems i had no problems getting those to work and it was just made it so easy to use so war cradle scenics base inserts i bought a box of each one and they're amazing so number four for me was the base inserts there i'm not really sure if it was this year or or the 2021 or i think it was 2021 so number five for me is dystopian and i can't be any more specific than that Uh, (laughs) because i was dabbling into every sprue they sent me just to look um, some of them I just bought because they were so cool, I had to get them. So I have built from every fleet except for the Crown. And it just happened to happen right before the two player box set came. So it's like, <laughs> I was like, I know my funds are going something for something else. Uh, but I want the Crown because those those boats are amazing. And I, I want a chance at building some of them, seeing what the magnetizing would look for them otherwise i've magnetized every fleet except for the crown so far and it's been fun i enjoyed doing that and so that number five dystopian wars fleets and i do i know where i'm supposed to go five but number six is the other scenic terrain that was coming out of War cradle this past year is utterly amazing like I don't know who is doing it. I don't know the names of the people, but we should know the names of these people because they are making some amazing terrain kits. I just, I don't have the new Promethean complex, but I watched the pictures come out from Will and I'm stunned. That box set with the Promethean complex is freakishly amazing I, I don't know how they put that in one box set and then they're not running around screaming it from the rooftops because it that set is crazy awesome so number six the train. it's not just them they did what retribution has a whole set and those look amazing they're teasing train tracks again train train We're, we may see a train soon <laughs> Sam is praying
0: <laughs> so yeah, so lots and of lots of awesome
5: in 2021.
0: The worst teaser campaign ever. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and it just makes what's next even so much awesome. So yeah, War Cradle, hats off to you. You did an amazing year amidst all this COVID stuff. You put out some amazing products and and giving us something to look forward to. You know. So yeah, good year. Very
0: good year. Thoughts guys, what do you think? <laughs>
2: what, he he nailed it on the Scenics. Scenics was actually the Promethean complex was my number three. So that's my third War Cradle Scenic set. I have Insmith or Dunsmith. I can't remember what it's called. I have uh, Rio Sonora, and then I have this one. And this one, I'm telling you, boys, like on a on a four by four the amount of vertical terrain you have now is insane. And then on top of that, even on a four by four, the whole board is like chock full of like new things. And it's, it's really refreshing to have like, Hey, we're in a, we're in a cowboy area. Like, here you go. Like, here's a, here's a dust ball flowing by, you know, like, but now you're like, Whoa, we're in the, the middle of this like industrial complex. And then the, it's just awesome i mean i can't express it enough and it works so well for other games and the other big thing too is i know for other war hosts this may be a thing but they are solid like i can put them in a tote and other terrain you're like ah, i'm not leaving my house with this because i don't want it to to break or snap or whatever but these man i just throw in a tote throw it in the back of my car it survives this atlanta traffic all the way to the game store so they are sturdy to say the very least
5: on that. I love them. Yeah, no, I agree. I've got most of the Red Oak stuff. I think the only thing I don't have is the uh, the Watchtower set and the uh, Crematorium. Otherwise, I have all the Red Oak stuff and they're just really good. I mean, and the Rio set is on my list to get. Uh, I missed the opportunity to get them all at one, in one box. And you know, here. but yeah, they're just amazing.
1: I'm the
5: home builder. I built all my terrain up until they introduced the red oak set and I bought my first one. I was like, that was a mistake.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I should (laughs) never
5: have bought that first one.
3: (laughs) Brian, don't you still have your big saloon? Don't you have the big saloon?
5: Yes. And now that. uh, version three of the rule set brought back interior play i will finish it <laughs> i have it like an 18 by push. 20 saloon that has two two layers right so the upper floor comes off and it has you know some rooms to rent so it's basically like a saloon slash inn, but it has the big banister overlooking the bar area and uh, so yeah i built this huge I was building all my terrain, so I built this centerpiece, with like the saloon where you could play a, a saloon shootout in in the saloon. So, yeah, I'm gonna finish it now since we can play interiors again.
6: <laughs> yeah, I saw that picture that Will posted as well with OP on it on the, on the bottom. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, he's not and even I a saw Yeah, I saw it and I was thinking, like, I think you're going to need a portal to get to the top of this if you ever want to reach that in a game. It was insanely huge.
2: Yeah, we haven't had a chance to play with it yet. I had a date and it fell through and, like, life finds a way. But I'm very intrigued to see how well uh, the new edition of Wild West works with vertical, because this set really has it. I mean, Rio Sonora, you can, like, go up a little bit, like, like, one or two flights. But, I mean, we're talking about, like, the high ground. We're like, you know, don't drop your model off of it that high, you know?
6: I I was checking out, seeing that, I was actually checking out the rules, but it seems like the advantage of always having focused attacks when you're shooting from the high ground, you can find it in the third edition.
2: No, it's still there. I Is I'll it? Send, yeah, I'll send it to you after, because... Okay. Our, at least I think, I hope it is, because otherwise I've been playing it wrong. But uh, Yeah, it's still in there. Okay, cool. Yeah, so like, okay. for, for real though, you get a unit of hands on top of a building, and it's like, whoa, because then you're not spending extra to focus and whatnot, especially widowers, because widowers are just like, and they just like climb to the top, and then just raining down on whatever's across from you. Tesla met his end doing that at least once, so makes me feel good.
0: i gotta get me some building i gotta get me some buildings <laughs> that promethean conscious the first thing i saw when i saw that was thought that needs leds isn't it put them inside the towers make it glow
2: so i have a good friend of mine i i have resin printers i don't have a fdm or whatever printer but he's actually printing out a giant massive cloud and i made mm-hmm. sure that it's hollow and we're gonna stick in one of those like flicker lights and I'm oh, just yeah. gonna blast it with like various different ink colors and stuff. Like I'm gonna make a technicolor dreamboat coming out of this thing. So I'm I'm pretty excited because I I think that's one of my favorite things is you don't know what promethium looks like. So to me, it just looks like liquid like bismuth, like you know, metallic colors swirling around and stuff. So I'm just super it's, stoked. It's
5: red. Don't, sh- sh- don't and crush like my dreams. Blood. <laughs> thick thick <laughs> no, is like no. blood.
2: I know i've read it a whole bunch of times but i'm gonna let my dream go because i want to paint a rainbow cloud that looks terrifying so it's coming
5: so what no one knows is with the merging of dystopian age sturginium is a thing from the alien so true
2: maybe that's it maybe i'll the say a
5: combo bad. of that who knows what that is but i do i like seeing people do their paint and all of a sudden you'll see instead of the traditional orangey red glow they're going green and it's like looks wicked you know but it,
2: yeah
5: and, and I'm, I'm all for it you know do the way you want most of my my stuff i go with the orange but then i start mixing in the blue glow because the order is my other uh favorite faction so i do a lot of the blue glow stuff and uh, you know mix and match and stuff and then yeah. tesla
2: i use a lot of the turbo dark for uh for like the soul hunters that, or whatever they're using like I say, it's ghost power. So I think they, I think the one I use is 3D glasses. So it's like metallic blue into like metallic like red and purples. So it just looks like, whoa, like, what is that? So. With my soul hunters,
0: I based them. I put the, I did a foot. Fl- I got some of the valley. I'm gonna hope I say it probably wrong. Vallejo fluorescent colors and just did the base that and then put the cracked earth on it. So it looks like ectoplasm going Oh, through. that's cool. It looks That's a really great idea. I'm stealing. Yeah, I've got to finish my. one because I, I
6: kind of yeah. ran out of steam to... absolute... if, you, if you use those from uh, Vallejo, I discovered recently that they're actually UV reactive. They will glow when you hit them with a the black light. So if In you use uh, cracked earth really under right? it, it should really create a They've nice also effect.
0: I've got with it on, so I'm just going to get myself a black light, and I've wanted to. See what they look like I, I did that thing where you get you paint sellotape blue and then put it over your t- phone and try it do that it works quite well actually uh, and like, oh, so cool but i've got to finish my soul hunters i've only got three of them painted and i've got the other two to do and i just haven't got around to doing them
4: you yeah,
0: got that yeah it's yeah
2: Kate, kate's I'm ready going. to go on my my paint station i gotta get her done she's an in auto included for enlightened in my book now
5: yeah
2: but yeah why don't i uh, you know since since brian already mentioned one of mine uh, um, a lot of mine have already been said but i'll go next from um, i'll start at the fifth and go down to the first so the fifth biggest thing to me that came out this year are crossovers i think that's huge i know that we've seen a lot of crossover from wild west exodus into lost world exodus um, but now we're seeing mythos start to spill into wild west exodus and uh, Stuart teased a few icons the other day. And we all have our thoughts on what they are. I'm not going to get into it, but uh, you should definitely search out that image because it's pretty rad because it kind of leads you to think that maybe Wild West is going to leak into Mythos, but we don't know. So I'm really excited to see where that comes. And then in all honesty, I am stoked that all of the worlds are falling under one umbrella. Because Mythos, when it first launched, I always viewed it as a, kind of in its own bubble. But now that bubble has entered into the dystopian age, which honestly makes me enjoy it a lot more. Some people, not so much. But for me, that's like an absolute super big win. Uh, The uh, the other ones we've already talked about, uh, fourth would be the new starter, especially for an enlightened player. Uh, New toys is always fun. And I will say, as much as I hate Tesla in this game, that model is fantastic and I am excited to paint it, which makes me feel dirty saying that from all the trouble I've had yeah. with Tesla. But yeah, that I mean, that model is great and especially the value in that box is out of control. So yeah, uh, third Promethean War Cradle Scenics was definitely my favorite stuff this year. And then we get down to two and one. So uh, if there's one thing that I have to say, War Cradle-wise that I really enjoyed this year, it's the community itself. Let's be real frank here. Uh, Gents, uh, This year has been really rough on a lot of people, whether it be mentally, physically, or, you know, all of the above. So being able to distract yourself just for a little bit into, as I lovingly say to my wife, uh, the little painted dolls that I use all of the time uh, is really great. And uh, I mean, I met some of my best friends. I know um, he's not on this call, but like Nate Wigdon on the Dark Council, it uh, cracks me up because we've awkwardly been called the English Battle Battlehammer uh, because the two of us just banter at each other absolutely constantly and uh, he's really good at shutting me down especially when I'm getting too hot over stupid stuff so that's really I'm really grateful for that to be fair but, but yeah the the community itself being able to just reach out talk even if it's just like hey what are you painting today or hey did anyone think about this rule or that I, the Dark Council community we're working on let me rephrase that. I am working on making the dystopian wars community a little more positive. But the the Wild West Exodus Dark Council community is amazing. There's a few bad apples here and there. I mean that that's an anti hobby, but but generally I think it's probably one of the most positive and one of the most helpful working groups that I've ever been in. So uh, that's my number two, and then I know that this came out in August of 2020, but we're in a time loop, and that is close enough for me to include it in this because I've been thinking about it all year, and that is Legendary Byron. All right, so hear me out. At the end of August, I think it's August 20th because I just looked out on my phone, Stuart teased an image of a strong young woman pulling on a chain to what I can believe is a very angry, ticked off, powerful woman. On that. we'll find that a little more in a year but I'm, I'm guessing because of COVID that pushes it out another year so maybe this year I'll get to see something more um, because uh, Byron got me into the game I love her lore and I love her and she's great so I'm just really excited to uh, see where that comes but yeah like I, I think everyone probably has a model that they're like hey I wish I knew what this was or what this is coming and I will, I will give it to Stuart if you are engaged in this community and you do rethreads They are very active, which is kind of wild, considering that a lot of game creators, especially the size of War Cradle, don't really have that personal touch. And I feel like it's very present in the community, but he'll drop like info, he'll drop a photo here and there. So it's one of those things where even if it's like a thread that I'm not 100 involved and be like what's the best union troop and be like the answer is none but then people still respond but uh, that was a joke it was a really bad joke though um but so anyway like he'll drop like who's coming out maybe in the future or like who's changing or like maybe something else for somewhere else it's just it's just really great to be involved those are those are generally my thing i think we can all strongly agree that the community itself is very great uh this talk example being one of them but uh I'm sure, I'm pretty sure everyone has one model they're like really, really hoping shows up soon. And uh, just Byron is mine. So I'll. you can just say number one is like the top hype model. And that's that's definitely my one, one, to say the very least. And That's my five. I mean, it's pretty, pretty simple, pretty sweet, but uh, all things that I'm super
0: excited for. Cool. I, I've said it many times, the community is one of the best I've ever been involved with. There are communities out there that are just really negative and they don't... You know, I left them very quickly, but this one—I mean, I'm proud to be a part of this community and be one of the war hosts and say, Hey, I, "I know stuff," kind of. And then I get a rule. <laughs> okay, no, okay. <laughs> I, I kind of know stuff. I know law. <laughs> I can remember law. That's easy. I don't know why I can't remember rules, but I can remember law. Uh, but yeah, I, it's—I love the community. I love the fact that. You get Stuart and Chris so involved with us. I just the fact that I was able, we were able to interview Stuart and Chris a couple of months ago was mind blowing. You wouldn't get that with other companies. They were just happy to sit down and chat stuff, and they're always happy to do that, and they're always on the community. It's it's just wonderful. Now I'll shut up. Somebody else talk. <laughs> I, I physically have to restrain myself from talking. It's my ADD. ADHD is so bad. Sometimes I talk. Somebody talk now
5: it's okay sam i do the same thing i literally if someone like my kids they they like they kind of grin and bear it the fact that i do podcasts and unboxings and they giggle about it but they have to be careful not mentioning this in front of like other people because then i'll i'll go into the whole spiel and they'll be like oh my god you know? <laughs> it's like, just don't mention it or i'll talk about it and you know. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no i agree and thanks will for mentioning the community because yeah this community is amazing having been a member of the dark council before it became the official dark council for the war cradle version of wild west Exodus, you know it's there's always been this driving force in the community to be helpful for others and it predates war cradle and i think that's one of the things that Stuart loved about picking up this ip was the fact that it had such a welcoming community and it wasn't an official capacity at that point now romeo was involved a little in uh, you know allowing the dark council to to want to exist in the facebook <clears throat> ground he he you know made it an official thing at one point but again that was after it was already a well welcoming community of people who are just expressed interest in that game and it's grown into something that's really kind of remarkable thanks Will for mentioning it because it is something that we may not even think about right we're, we're all focusing on who the toys that we love yes but we do all feel that that uh, warm kinship with each other and it's kind of amazing you start doing podcasts and it's like oh people are listening and it's it's kind of, kind of a neat thing to know that That there are people out there. If I happen to stumble into Norway and I give, uh, you know, Kuhn a call, he'd probably answer. (laughs) You know, and it's just because we communicate online about things that we both enjoy. You know, it's like, hey, hey, Kuhn, I brought, I brought the lawman. You want to play? And he would likely go, yeah. Just make sure you're wearing a big, heavy winter coat because it's five feet of snow out here. But it's kind of neat, you know, and I can't wait for the conventions to start popping around because that was one of the coolest part is being at a convention in the States. And, you know, Daz, the studio painter, was the guy that War Cradle sent over to hang out with us. And it was just, it was just epic, you know, and then they came down to Pack South and I drove from Houston over to San Antonio, met Todd, uh, Rambar, or I can't remember how to pronounce his last name and and we hung out with the the crew that they sent from the uk and you know we we took them to a you know a barbecue place and large amounts of barbecue was eaten and it was just awesome you know and it's that community that that builds those kind of relationships so yeah definitely thanks will and thanks to you guys for doing this so i can join in because this
0: has been a fun time Anyone else want to check in with that one before we move on to the next person
6: uh, I, I Just to reiterate, I really like how uh, Stuart is active on uh, the, the Facebook page as well. And to mention that crossover thing, that was uh, the very first uh, thing mentioned, I had just painted up uh, Furio Montoya from uh, the Infernal Investigations posse. And it was actually Stuart himself who just chimed in with one of his charming little... Uh, yeah, she's great in all three games.
1: And, uh,
6: well, yeah. well, what <laughs> but that, that's the fun bit that's when you start digging around and one of those uh, images that was teased uh, of crossovers to mythos actually looks an awful lot like a lawman badge but with all these demonic runes in them and uh yeah, i love love that absolutely love it
5: yeah i, I also caught that reference
0: and was like
2: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I did a whole. I did the whole. What? Wait, what? Three? Hang on. I went, what's, what's, what's the other one? <laughs> a very tiny dystopian wars model? <laughs> no,
6: no. Yeah, one mil. Good luck with the face.
0: Painting <laughs> <laughs> the eyes on that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> oh, God, you've just right. reminded me. When I went to UKGE, uh, I think it was. When they were just starting to tease Dystopian Wars, Daz was telling me how they use Bass Reeves as their scale model for everything. And he convinced me they had a tiny Bass Reeves to test the Dystopian Wars models. And I bought it long the sink. It wasn't until I got home I thought about that. I thought, like, he just wound me up, haven't he? <laughs> 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 I was like, you idiot.
5: <laughs> okay, so, yeah, here's Bass Reeves to scale.
0: <laughs> oh, I've never seen a real one. He's He was in, I don't know if you get it in America, but they've just done a version of Around the World in 80 Days with David Tennant as Willie Fogg, and Bass Reeves is in it when he's travelling across America. And I was like, oh, 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 Bass Reeves is on the telly. You don't get to see Bass <laughs> Reeves on the telly. He's, it was so cool seeing this character who I didn't know about at all until I started playing this game. Never heard of him because he's just not mentioned in his, in the history as he should be. And then to see, there was this like, tracking shot and you saw a guy, shotgun, duster coat, black. And I thought, and he's dragging someone behind. I thought, that's going to be Bass Reeves. That's going to be Bass Reeves. And the he was like, oh, yes, it's Bass Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. I, it's I,
6: it's I, one of those models I, I, I'm i fairly new to the whole War Cradle thing, I've only playing since uh, 2020 really, uh, but I've got both uh, Lawmen and Warrior Nation, so I'm so looking forward to uh, to that model getting re-released and being able to get your hands on it. So.
5: Yeah, I'm curious about his box set. Mm. Okay. So call me Stuart if you want to discuss and we can brainstorm because <laughs> that set could be amazing.
0: Let's just drop a hint there. Clang!
5: <laughs> More likely, they already have it set and planned and they just haven't teased
0: us about it yet. Right, Mike?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, we have our wish lists and they're like, whatever, you're too late. <laughs> Call me three years ago and I'll talk about it. <laughs>
3: Speaking of new boxes, there are some things that I'm looking forward to and hopefully this year or the the next two years coming. There is a new order posse that was teased, as well as some new units for the Watchers. So those two are some of the uh, things that I look forward to coming forward. There's like two
5: order posses that have been teased, and both of them
1: I am highly anticipating. See which uh, one yeah, I which one. yeah i oh so excited <laughs> so excited for both those right. like the choir one just my brain's gone to all sorts of places of where, what's going to be in that set i'm just like is it going to be the some of the stuff we've never seen before is that why they've not teased it yet is it going to be something like really big it's like a size three or four base I, i'm just oh give me more order <laughs>
0: No! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got enough. <laughs>
1: uh, well, <laughs> I've just finished up the uh, Divine Intervention Posse, so I'll be running those as soon as I get the chance to. Oh, no,
0: so looking forward to that. What
1: the world <laughs> needs is more corcorolli. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, dear. When your head hits the sky like a big pizza pie, it's corcorolli. <laughs> <laughs>
6: uh, right then uh good that just the... leaves me then I suppose yeah I've actually got a few things that weren't mentioned yet uh so far uh, at number five I had the uh, the ice maiden uh, Battlefleet, uh box set because I think that is an, an absolutely brilliant thing the fact that you can just... Uh, get an entire, what, what is it, a 1500 standard fleet in one box and even have some points to spare. It's just such a great way to get into the game. And it was repeated again with the victory set. That was also sold quite well locally because, yeah, it's just, oh, I want to start this game. Here's one army and one goal. I, I love that. I, I thought it was it's great. And the fact that in, in Dystopian Wars, you've got the uh, the plastic weapons are on the sprues, but some of them have to go on the resin models. That means you sort of have to release them in tandem, but the value you get out of it is just phenomenal. So I had that one at number five. Yeah. At number four, I have something that uh, that wasn't mentioned either, and it's just a small thing. But that was the little preview of the Vengeance of the Herbs model, which was a Martha Herb. I'd just gotten into Lawmen a few, uh, few months ago. And, uh, I don't know what it means, it might mean that they're cycling out the old Red Oak? Meaning, uh, you couldn't get your hand on Wyatt Earp anymore? And Yeah, that would be a dying shame, so a full re- refresh of that uh, of those models? Very much on board for that one. And uh, I thought it was also interesting that it wasn't just previewed as Tombstone, which is what you would expect. But it was specifically called Vengeance of the Herbs. Which makes me think, like, what kind of a major release can this be? Uh, maybe another two player starter set. I mean, it sounds a lot like it could be. So that, uh, yeah, that's been my imagination. that what made my imagination go wild. <laughs> and then, yeah, the, the two big boxes this year uh, Showdown at Retribution at three. Uh, absolutely loved it. Uh, and there was a, a personal thing for that for me, because when I got it, it there was a mix-up with the sprues. I got seven iron horses, and it was actually the first time. uh <laughs> pity, <laughs> <pitty> me, right? <laughs> but I have to get into. Oh, oh
3: let me let me stuff. stop you right there. They meant to send that to me. I'm sorry. Let me send you my address. You can send them iron horses this way. no <laughs> <laughs> oh. terrible! For you. <laughs> Good problem you totally to
6: have. <laughs> rotten luck isn't it but yeah i have to get into contact with uh, the customer service and they, they really just solved it amazingly like a few weeks later i had the full box and it was just yeah, great stuff so and then uh, the, the the number two i had the hunt for the prometheus and at number one it's something that also wasn't mentioned yet but that the insane amount of effort the development team must have put into this uh, third edition release, uh, the amount of models that Wild West Exodus has, it's just insanely large amount of models and the the very quick succession of the rules, while at the same time taking into account feedback that you are sending them. That was a truly Herculean task that they they undertook. And uh, yeah, I very much appreciated it. We were lucky enough that it was it released somewhat the COVID low here, and uh, we were able to get a lot of games in. And even you just sent feedback straight away, and it was you know, taken into account and adjusted. Loved it, Chef's Kiss, great work. Yeah, those were my five.
0: What are we doing, guys? Oh, yeah. I think the... The,
2: you know it. It cracks me up because the Hunt for the Prometheus came out like at the at the start of 2021. And there's just been like so much good stuff that has rolled out recently. You always forget that it came out like that long ago. It's that box is great too. like, especially splitting it with a buddy or at least for me, like painting the new templates that came out in in it, where it was like super great and a lot of fun. And then I got when we finally got the retribution box, I could make that legendary 15 inch ruler or whatever it is, 18 inch. I don't know. I don't know how long it is, but yeah it's it was still such a good box and i always forget that it came out at the top of this year and it's it's not that it wasn't great it's just that i always forget that that also came out this year so a lot of stuff despite it being slow for a lot of game companies and like game makers like
0: there was a lot that came out i like the you mentioned the box sets like ice maiden and victory they are insanely good value for money and they're they're not cri- bank crippling they are there's no way i could buy the equivalent equivalent of a battle ready force from another company like that it would cost me you know close to 200 pounds for some of the boxes they put out i can't afford that i can realistically afford to buy a full fleet in a box and be on the table with it and that's just brilliant and there's so many options in there so many different options you've got all the different cruiser classes you can build um the modularity of it i know we've talked about the and everything. Uh, And I'm going to talk about the Victory one when I get to do my bit, because the Victory class box. I love the boats. I just love those ships. Yeah, it's just the fact that it's one of the nice things about Warcane in particular is that everything is affordable. You don't have to be mega rich to play this game. You can just...
6: That's that's true. A
0: little bit bit aside, Otis box here, a fleet box, a, a squadron box there and you can build up quite quickly, and you're not crippling your bank account, which for me is quite important.
6: No, exactly, I I got the, the Ice Maiden Battle fleet box, and that Ice Maiden model itself is so big, if I just sort of put it, you know, the right way up... And- lengthwise. It's about the same length as one of my Forge World uh, Titans that I have. Not the the Titans, but one of the Knights. And then when I consider how much I ended up paying for that model, compared to what is in that fleet box with a model of like the same size, and then you still get six cruisers in it, you still get uh, the equivalent of 12 of those small ships, which they're not small, they're like an infantry sized model of any other game.
3: (laughs) it's
6: the more and the value and the cost is what makes it
5: difficult right you know it, you know then you have game stores like gadzooks where they put a little discount on it too and you're like okay ten uh, 10 off an already amazing cost and okay here's yeah. comes the constitution fleet yeah now i'm like when's their f- f- airborne fleet gonna come out <laughs> <laughs> That's hopefully they do I
0: anything. I go, well i saved this much because there's some money coming off <laughs>
5: <laughs> that did happen to me i was ordering i think i was ordering the two-player box set and gadzooks was like hey if you order it now you get this neat little ad thing and and i was like i was i think it was like the first person to you know send them a message saying yeah yeah i need that and they were given permission to send it to war, uh, war hosts a little, you know, advanced, and so I was like, yeah, yeah, I need that. Oh, wait, the discount you gave, I, I should, I can buy something else. So it's like I literally want the new, uh, the new Morgan box that came with a little flying the repair oh, yeah. droid. So I saved so much buying from Gadzooks, I got to buy another home- Another box. <laughs> so it was, like, was like, yeah, no brainer. But yeah, the, the value is so good and the quality is so good and the customer service is just amazing. And, uh, you know, funniest, you know, Mike had mentioned my favorite model and uh, posse box was Infernal Investigations, mainly because under the previous you know, company, I was the, I was able to attain the highest tier reward as what they called the deputies program. Uh, mainly only because I, I was called in last minute to help with the convention. And that got my points to, to hit the level. So right as he was selling it, I had amassed the amount of points. You could build your own model with the previous company. So I had started that process with Romeo when he up in Seoul and the amazing people at War Cradle, they were like, well, we'll honor that. It was not with us and it's not our program. And we're not going to offer that with the new Warhost program, but they still honored that from the previous, you know, game. And so over the years, me and Stuart were tinkering with an idea for my guy, which was Jedrick. His name wasn't supposed to be Jedrick. It was just supposed to be Jed I Powell. That's why Mike was teasing me about that. But because of IP stuff, IP issues, Stewart was like, well, how about Jedrick? And I was like, no, that's perfect. And the main reason, it was supposed to be some other form of Jed, I think it's Jebediah, but they had named another character Jebediah and they didn't want to have two of us, so Jedrick was born. And it was our conversations that, came up with this idea of the infernal investigations. Kind of a play on internal investigations, you know, internal affairs. So when we were debating it, that's what the idea came out. And they they're basically the police of all the crazy stuff going on in the dystopian age. And so that's how that would came about. But it's right a ton of people like hit that twenty twenty I mean and now you gotta you know a bunch of guys that we grew up all at the same time with you know that image in our head of, you know but and then the rocketeer imagery with helena so, well, it's just it's-
6: yeah. Th- that one's on my painting desk right now it's very close to finished should be done next week the inter- so
5: i do too uh, Amazing. it's it's actually tom's he sent me his infernal investigation so i'm painting his for him
2: <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah. side note things things to be excited about I'm just going to throw this out there uh, Stuart just posted in the Sturginium Lounge and there's now a preview of the new Imperium Warbat and all of them go up next week there's a giant robot with a sword and then a giant robot shooting a laser beam in there so check that out as soon as this is over cause holy holy crow See, I'm being good about not swearing, Sam. Holy crow, it's super good.
6: Well, for the people who see me on camera, I'm now seeking, checking my second screen <laughs> Just to see what this is all about.
0: Okay, right. Uh, Scott, do you want to do yours, mate, or have you, have you got audio at the minute?
1: I've yeah. got audio, yeah. But you can yeah. go first. I'll, I'll go last.
0: You want to? You want to go last, do you? Okay.
1: Yeah, it's it's the position I'm used to. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where's my list? Because I was off. forget what I was going to talk about.
0: Okay, so my thought, I mean, we've talked about most of them. Um, the Dystopian War sets and just the sheer number of ships and options that we are getting that have just blown me away. I think, Scott, you want to talk about the Victory Pack, don't you? Do you want to talk about the Victory Pack or is it... Not was you talking about the other one? I can't remember which one pack when you want. I
1: have it on my list, but you can, uh, you can just, wax I, lyrical well, about I'll it. I'll it's fine.
0: You, I'll let you talk about the victory pack then. So, but yeah, the whole the whole thing on the dystopian wars is just awesome and all the options there. And it's as I said earlier, I just love painting them. They're so simple to paint. I can just do it very simply and they look great when I've done that. I'm actually pr- proud of my ships when I've got them done, which I've never been proud of my models before. Are uh, really proud of them anyway. Number four, I've got on my list is seeing everyone else's painting just this year. A variety of stuff coming out from lots of people. I'm gonna, Kuhn, I'm gonna uh, blow some smoke up your backside now because the stuff you've been doing has been absolutely jaw dropping. I was like, wow, that is seriously, it's some of the best painting that I've ever seen. Full stop. A, when you f- first did that sort of night colors. For the, what's it been like? You did those night colours in license. I was like, whoa! And then you have just, every month you're just dropping. I've painted this. I've painted this. What do you do for a living? <laughs> how do you get time? <laughs> you said you're a vast painter. I'm like, is this actually your job? Because <laughs> how, how are you getting time to do all that? But not just not just you as well. I mean, yours are, yours are awesome. But just seeing everyone else's paint jobs. Everyone's proud to put, up, I've painted this. And just to see people's pride in the painting that they've done, it encourages me to paint at the incredibly slow rate that I do. But it encourages me to paint and seeing see all the painting on the on the community. It's lovely. I'm going to pick a specific model now. Um, this is my standout model of the year. It is one that I've just. I can't wait to actually put paint on this one. It's smash and grab from the uh, retribution box set. There's so much going on with that model. He's so lovely to look at in a very ugly kind of way. Uh, two heads, the stitching going on between the two bodies, uh, the robot side and the flesh side. Uh, that little bit of lore that Stuart's got that they don't like each other just makes me so... He's just a lovely, lovely model. I mean, there's so many references in there. I was discussing with Stuart some of the references I spotted. Some of, some of his older ones might remember the Centurions from cartoon when we were kids, some of the older ones, Uh, it looks a bit like uh, Hacker and Dr. Terror in there. The other reference I I thought of was um, the Transformers, there's a background character from the records called Rack and Ruin, who was two robots joined together, Uh, one had a sledgehammer arm, one had an anvil arm, very thematic, and yeah, just so many things going on with, with Smash and Grab. I absolutely love Smash and Grab. Uh, Next I've got is uh, the Iron Horses. Uh, The new redesign I absolutely love. The old design, as Stuart has said, very heavy looking. I mean, still a nice design, but very heavy looking. And this new design, it's like seeing a Model T Ford versus a very fast car. Uh, (laughs) Don't know cars, Why why did I go with this analogy? A Model T Ford versus a Ferrari. They look so sleek and so maneuverable and so quick. Using bikes would have been a better one, but I don't know an early bike. But yeah, they look awesome and the fact they've got so many modular bits on them and you can have different riders and the different gun options or look, the Iron Horses. And my uh, final thing for this year is the fact that there's the podcast, not just ours, but all the podcasts that I listen to, Black Coast Loon, I listen to the Aces Nates and all those. So many people just putting out their love for this game. The fact that Scott came to me and said, do you want to do a podcast? This is the podcast is Scott's idea and he's, he's the powerhouse behind it. I'm just the mouth who just, just won't shut up sometimes. Uh, but he came up to me and said, do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, uh, no. <laughs> I'm very good at jumping in with both feet and not actually thinking, how, how are we going to do that? But Scott's done all the work to make this podcast go. It's his little baby and I'm proud to be a part of it and get to endlessly rabbit on about my love for this game and right that's it that's it i'm gonna stop <laughs> stop before i rabbit on for far too long there you go done
6: <laughs> right yeah it's always <laughs> i i am a teacher by the way so i do have above average little days of vacation as well <laughs> uh... <laughs> but but yeah I, I i do paint quickly that's the thing that's why I also started my YouTube channel, because I kind of want to share the wisdom. Because it, isn't, it doesn't, painting doesn't always take as long as people think it does. You, know, you just have to have a few tricks and uh, you're good to go. Yeah. And, and the other big thing I always tell people when they want to get into painting is to really think about the location where you're painting. If you just have like a, a setup that you can just pull out and start painting, that's always a great idea. If you have to go and set up lots of things, I'm, I'm lucky that I have a, a dedicated room to it. I could just sit down and start with it and love it.
0: Yeah, I have to get all the paint pots out of the desk and set them up. <laughs> it's, yeah.
6: it's, not, it's not a simple thing. No, exactly. It's, it's sort of look. I've, I've seen a few interesting ideas of people getting like a, a dedicated, almost like a cabin or a box that they could just pull out, uh, like a little desktop thing, just so they can sit down pull out to the shelf and just get going. It really helps. That's
3: kind of been a challenge for me. As I live most of my life on the road in a truck, as you know guys are on the trucker, so I'll spend a lot of time on the road. So Painting, even if I wanted it, would be, quite a bit of a challenge
0: for me. That's a thing I find, is having the time once, you know, once I've got the kids to bed and so on, I'm usually knackered. <laughs>
2: oh yeah <laughs> just I, uh, energy to do it. <laughs> yeah I got a three year old so the, yeah. the only times I get to really I get to clean model sometimes when she wants to pretend to, to work like mom which is just use my computer to watch YouTube and then once the entire house goes to bed including the dogs I get like it's either sleep or paint or nerd and I'm like I, nine times out of ten I'm picking the nerd option instead of sleeping it's just the the dad paradox like doing <laughs> am i fully rested to take tomorrow i hate this guy let's let's find out
0: now yeah. i know scott's churned out loads of models this this year because you get to work from her as well and you've had the time to do your modeling i whenever you paint something you go look oh, i painted this i'm like oh god scott how do you do and i'm so jabbed looking at Still oh, in primer mine. Okay, <laughs> <laughs>
1: so as as Coon said it like i had the, the, the same problem where i had like to, I had to get everything out and I'd set up and then get like water and then you know get sort of everything ready and it just it took so much of my time i, I decided to like find myself like a little corner in the house that was just mine and would not be messed with in any way and I just set up a paint station there and it has my productivity has just gone through the roof because I can just literally sit down for five even if it's just five minutes every day it's five minutes I wasn't getting elsewhere and and especially with things like contrast paints that have come out like using contrast paints for I'm going to mention another game on, on the podcast but like the marvel crisis protocol stuff just being able to throw down because they are comic book characters and they're quite bright and, and, and vivid just throwing some contrast on them and I don't have to think you know I've got to dry brush this and I've got to you know do the highlighting and all this sort of stuff i just i, I can literally just slap some paint on it and'm I'm, and I'm doing it on one color for a model and that's amazing <laughs> i'm looking at the yeah. stuff that's come in
0: and I'm like I'm getting some of that because that i have seen all. I've seen a lot of the YouTube reviews of it, and it all looks good, and it's a bit cheaper than the contrast. So I shall definitely be getting some of the speed paints when they come out.
6: And it looked nice and consistent as well. Those new uh, speed paints—I've uh, uh, I've just almost entirely made my uh, my paint schemes around those types of paints, getting a good, nice gradient, and then just using that one as the final color filter it's just they they work magic uh, from time to time yeah painting is all about just being consistent i mean i hate to make comparison but it's kind of like working out you don't have to do all of it in one go because then you end up shattered it's just doing small bits in a you know steady way will get your force painted up really really quickly and get you good progress as well
5: I, I got a really good deal on the Army Painter Mega All in One box set. I've been looking at it, going, "Well, that's way too expensive. It's over three hundred bucks." There's never, I'm never going to buy it all at once. I'll just, I guess, I'll just stick with my Vallejo paints, which are great. I got game, the Vallejo game, pretty much the whole line, and I've been using those for years. And then I got lucky and got the Army Painter set like two years ago for, for a huge discount and it was like an buy and so i was like yeah i had to build a a, a shaking rig to, to to get them to recombine because it evidently had been sitting in a yeah. <laughs> in a warehouse for a little too long <laughs> but they're great but their new paints i think are even better it's like they've stepped up their game and i i'm probably going to get their air air set since i have an uh, airbrush now but yeah the speed paints are kind of making me look at army painters version of that i want to give them
2: the. so yeah yeah i'm buying that whole speed speed paint set i use contrast for my base layers and then build up with different values from there that's how i do it and man like every time i see those speed paints i'm like ah because army painter does washes super well so i'm like very excited from what i've seen so far
6: yeah the quick shade is uh, one of The staples that I like to use for all of my painting. It works really, really well. Uh, The fact that it's, I also use the synthetic one, use it a lot on the dystopian warship because the fact that the surface tension is different means that you get a very clean result with it. And again, it doesn't take long. Uh, they've got some good products uh, for their, yeah speed painting, literally.
0: Is that the can that you you, have, you just do literally do? Yeah.
6: Yeah, I don't use it that way because that leads to some really droopy results and everything. I just apply it as a wash, but you do have to thin it with white spirits, So if that's the the big downside to it, if you want to paint children, don't don't use that product. That that is an an adults only thing. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. But the mineral uh, spirits is, I think, what Americans use, right?
0: Mineral, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we Call it white spirit here. Yeah. My son's done a little bit of painting with the Union, but he doesn't have concentration. He's like me; his concentration not great. So he he does like one or two one or two bits, and then he's done. I won't touch him again for another month or two. But he's actually pretty good. He's he's able. He's, his hand's much steadier than mine, so he's able to get the paint on that. I splotch everywhere. But he's a pretty good painter. He just needs more practice to get it to a, a really, really good standard. But for a first couple of paints, his models are pretty good. So I'm really proud of him. It's just getting him to focus on it for more than a few minutes at a time.
6: <laughs> yeah. That's the difficulty with a lot of children, isn't it? <laughs> <sighs> yeah.
0: Okay. So, Scott.
1: Right. So not many of mine have actually been mentioned already so this should should be interesting so at number five is the cerulean posse i'm not a big fan of the aesthetic of the ceruleans overall Uh, i don't really like the mimics Um, i don't like the um alpha very much Um, it's just it's not to my taste but that cerulean nightmare is possibly one of the most bizarre mishmashes of things I've ever seen, and it still somehow works, and that that deserves some recognition because it just—you look at it and and, you, and it's the same with a lot of Warcraft stuff. There's so much detail in it, but there's so many like weird little odd bits and pieces and the joins and the and the merges between the different characters. It's it's very very impressive. So it, it just gets that number five spot for me. At number four was the uh, Elector Battlefleet box. Specifically, that box because it was the first time we saw the modularity that the law described actualized in the kit so very clearly. Like you can sort of see, you know, in the law. Everything's modular. It goes on the boats with tracks, and the and the bridges are on wheels. And you can see all all that details there. And you've got the little trains as well for the logistic cruisers, and battleship. It's just, again, the the plastic kits that have come out of WarCradle for Dystopian Wars. We we've said it already, but man, they are just. And there were some of the first ones that are out as well. So to have that amount of detail with very little process, yeah, it just fantastic. Gast Manor so this was part of the War Cradle's Dunsmouth slash Innsmouth scenery set someone in one of the other groups I'm in they bought it for a different game and, and put it together and they sort of showed a lot of interior shots and the amount of detail that's inside the, the kit itself is just fantastic and you could just literally play a game of Wild West Exodus in the building on its own you wouldn't even need to go outside on the mat. it would just there's, there's lots of different rooms, the corridors the balconies and the way they all connect and because it's scaled for Mythos, it still fits for Wild West Exodus as well and it, it just looks, and again pricing wise for a kit that that size to be as cheap as it is and as good as it is, is incredible. Like the value is undeniable. You can't, you can't look at that and go, that's too expensive. Especially being coloured as well. Me and Sam discussed this. That the fact that it's all coloured, and I don't have to put any paint on it. I can just build it, and I can put it on the table, and it's done. I don't have to worry about. I can weather it. I can, I can add a little bits of, to it, but I don't have to do anything to it other than build it, and that's it it's done and I think that's it's just so good number two was the victory battle fleet ever since we played the demo at UK Games Expo in 2019 they were the ships were on the table and I was just instantly I I don't I don't really care how much of this game I'm going to play I want every single ship in that faction because they are they ooze the sort of what's the word, or the the ornamental sort of unnecessary ornamental stuff that's on the boats. It just makes the faction feel, again, in touch with the law, and and it just looks so good. I'm not personally going to be painting them red like a lot of people have. I've decided they're going to be um, British racing green, just because I think that's funny, <laughs> and I think it. it it should still work with silvers and and dark greens Uh, hopefully it'll still work anyway yeah it just and again incredible value like I've got an instant fleet I don't need to buy anything else I've got all the cards for it in there I've got a full fleet I've got plenty of options to field it's fantastic Uh, and lastly is good old Drum ever since, uh, and this sort of ties in with the pride of Nekamata. Ever since they showed the artwork off for that, I was sold on it immediately. I had no idea what it was whether it's a guy in a suit or whether it's an automata or what. But it looked, it's that uh, it I like this in a lot of characters is the stoic sort of presence of do not mess with me. I'm not sort of running at you with a fist up or a gun up. They're just standing there saying, don't mess with me because I will hurt you. And it has that intimidating presence. And especially the size of the model is, it's crazy. uh, uh, Something that I find a bit tricky with a few games that I play is you don't get to see a lot of the models physically. So you don't know how big or small compared to other things that they are. So when I got him in the post and he was like on a, I think it's on an XL base and he's massive. I was really, really surprised. And he was such a joy to paint as well. It was just so, and seeing the other versions that have been painted of him on the council, he looks, he looks really, really good. Like I don't think I've seen a version where I've gone, "Mm, that doesn't quite work. Every paint job I've seen on him looks incredible. And that is my top five. I hate to burst
0: your bubble here, Scott, but when we went to UKGE, the factions on the table for stoping wars were Alliance and Union, not Crown. Were they
1: in the cabinet then?
0: No, they weren't.
1: <laughs> I'm sure I saw them on a map. I must have seen it on a boat. I, I, so like the,
5: the early the early the two factions that they had prototypes for that they were showing off was uh early on was the union and the crown. So I know that's what they brought over here to the U.S. during some of the conventions because those are the earliest pictures we saw of of the the two options. So I was floored when they announced the first box set was going to be the uh, the Enlightened and you know the Commonwealth because we hadn't seen those, and it was actually kind of you know upsetting when Stuart teased the rollout, and I was like. Whoa, wait, wait. you're not releasing the Union and the Crown until like the end of the year because that was originally the first two boxes coming out and they they had no intention of doing a two player box set. They were just going to release them as fleets, but evidently there was enough of us in the community that was really, you know, talking about two player, two player. We want a two player, you know, and it wasn't until uh, the shutdown and they optioned to do their, uh, bring in plastics, that's when the two pair of box set became viable and they they went with that. And I'm so glad, it's weird, glad that COVID caused this shutdown, but it prophetically and for this game company was huge. And they definitely capitalized on that opportunity. And I think it's gonna pay them back, you know, what they've been able to accomplish coming out of that shutdown has just been amazing.
6: Yeah, and actually, uh, Scott mentioned the, the the Victory Fleet itself. When you're looking at the plastics that are coming out in that Victory Fleet, they are even more jam-packed than the first generations of the Enlightened and the Commonwealth coming out. Because uh, the, the the Crown's uh, support squadrons are not released yet yet. Uh, but uh, the fact that it comes with a Mass 2 cruiser and a Mass 2 submarine, both quite substantial models, just goes to show you that they are even rapidly moving those already quite impressive uh, plastics.
0: I love the cruisers that you get with the crown. The core <laughs> is by far away one of my favorite uh, ships in the entire game because it's. <laughs> And when, it came, when we saw the photo of it the first time, it just split the community. People were like, are oh, they ever loved it or hate? I was on the loved it side. It, and when you see it painted, it, it does look. It, it looks incredible. That massive cannon. That it does look like something like Brunel would have built because he was well known for his. Over, <laughs> he was a man who liked things big. He was quite a short person in real life, but he was well known who compensated for a lot of things, But that massive. This Core cannon is just incredible. It just looked beautiful. I love that set and all the things in it. The, the submarines are fantastic. They look sleek and maneuverable and would absolutely tear a ship to shreds. I can't wait to see the Nautilus version of it. Um, the carrier itself is a stonkingly massive piece of kit with its double deck. It, it's wide, it looks huge yeah i love the victory fleet i want but i knew scott wanted to go on about it so sorry scott for correcting you on the fact that it wasn't on ukge but when you said that i thought like i weren't there (laughs) it must have been you've seen the photos from all the other conventions
1: it it must have been uh, (laughs) like it's obvious bleed between real life and photos on facebook
6: which happens more than i care Well, we were actually lucky enough to end the year, or the last uh, battle we were able to play was actually the Ice Maiden set versus the Victory set. Uh, mm-hmm. It was uh, that was the last thing we did, and uh, yeah, things like the aging Core and everything. There was a bit of a debate in the community, but seeing the ships in real life, uh, the angle of the photograph also makes it look even bigger. That quad <laughs> missile launcher than it is, it's. But yeah, they are amazing models. The um, the submarines with the little uh, what little the the large chainsaw on them they are, they look amazing, absolutely amazing.
0: Who won? <laughs> we need to know that. <laughs>
6: it came down to uh, just uh, the the ice maiden being left alive and uh, the victory. Uh, well, yeah, the victory class at the end. Uh, And the Ice Maiden got the upper hand and was left dangling with three hull points uh, in turn five. So it was a massive slaughter between the two of us.
0: That's what BW is all about.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 very much so. It it is a brutal game. Uh, uh, You see, if you have a a squadron of cruisers fully operational and you're just allowing that to shoot at you, 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 you're in deep trouble. And... I
0: think when it first launched, and everyone was going, "We're getting wiped out!" <laughs> because why were... Xs isn't quite as brutal. <laughs> so everyone was just going, "We're getting killed. What's going on?" Oh no, that that's supposed to happen.
6: <laughs> and we've also noticed in dystopian wars, there's when people get into it first. There's a temptation to sort of so it advances one of their ships. It activates, it shoots, and then. You have a tendency to shoot at that unit, because it gets close by, and you get so many dice when you (laughs) shoot up close. But you're shooting at a unit that hasn't fired yet. And some people have to get used to it. Just like, no, shoot at the thing that hasn't shot yet, or else you're gonna have that devastating volley happen again. So, yeah, just people having to get their heads around that game, I think.
0: Yes, but you see these little ships with the big eyeballs on them? Yeah, kill those first.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Suddenly, they go like,
0: How many dice do you throw per ship? (laughs) Well, that's what when I took my son to UKG to demo on the second day, took him and he played against me with it. And he rolled the. And even Chris went, That's a lot of red. (laughs) (laughs) There's. The, his, uh, my basically, I was playing Union. He was playing the alliance. No, he was playing at the Union. I was playing Alliance, and my capital ship just disappeared under a, under a barrage of frigate fire. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, well, that's not going anywhere. <laughs> Me, my son's going, let's go, lever The
6: the same happened in our little battle uh, with the Excalibur class. I made the mistake of letting them advance too much, but those are destroyers with cruiser sized broadsides on them. Well, and I just let a unit of six swaddle in there and just see what they could do. <laughs> it just blew a whole huge chunk out of my fleet. It was lesson learned.
0: Oh, all right. Gentlemen, thank you so much. It has been epic talking to you all. It really has. Thank you for taking the time out to come talk us this afternoon. this afternoon, and this evening, depending where you are. Uh, <laughs>
1: at some point today thank you for taking at some point today to come and talk to us we appreciate it genuinely it's been uh, and it, and again it, it talks to the community that we've got like how many other communities would uh, would be able to grab a big group of people together especially people from other YouTube channels and, and podcasts and stuff you know most other places would be like oh it's not my podcast I'm not doing it you know it's just crazy so we we really appreciate you coming on and talking to it it's been it's been a lot of fun so thank you thanks a lot guys so now we've got a bit of a late entry from michael johnson better known as mike the war host on youtube uh he does a lot of videos he sent us in uh his top five um so we've just snuck it in at the end here and here it is
7: How's it going everybody? Mike the War Host here to go over my personal Top 5 War Cradle Happenings from 2021. Coming in at number 5 is Sarah Cockwell's contributions to filling out the lore of both the Dystopian Age and the Mythos Universe. Both settings have a vast amount of potential in them, and fleshing them out more and more can only be a good thing for both current and future fans of both settings. At number four, we have the pride of the Nekomada detachment for both Wild West Exodus and Lost World Exodus. I've personally been incredibly excited for Lost World Exodus since the day it was announced, and have been waiting on pins and needles for more releases and more information ever since. And while certain world events have delayed the game's release, we can at least tire ourselves over with a few detachments for the time being. And this detachment is perfect for some of the older players who harbor a bit of nostalgia for the Thundercats cartoons of the 80s. Number 3 goes to the Ice Maiden Battlefleet set from Dystopian Wars. War has been making sure to take care of any Kickstarter backers left out in the cold when Spartan Games folded to the best of their ability and the full release of the Ice Maiden Battlefleet shows they need business. The ship itself is an impressive hunk of resin and an immediate eye-catcher to anyone walking past a game with it deployed. The number 2 slot is reserved for all of the MDF terrain kits released this year. It's been amazing to see Warcraft's design capabilities in this area over the last year. I have a good number of Red Oak and Dunsmouth buildings already, and I'm currently working on finishing up the Retribution buildings as well. The designs have taken a massive leap forward from the Red Oak days in both design and assembly, and I'm excited to see where they go in 2022. And of course, taking the number one spot is the third edition of Wild West Exodus and the Showdown at Retribution Starter Set. While I'm still a bit annoyed that the release of the new edition thoroughly derailed my plans for a massive meet grinder posse, I'm still happy with the release overall. The design and detail for all of the plastic models is amazing, even if Tesla is an incredibly frustrating mini to assemble. The new rules work a lot more intuitively, the detachment heavy factions have a much different feel to them than the, the factions relying on posses, and a new starter set is always a great way to bring new players into the game. The one thing that Michael's brought
0: up that we haven't already mentioned is Sarah Cockwell's writing. If you haven't come across Sarah's writing yet, she writes often on the War Cradle Studio blog. She does a lot of the background writing for some of the characters, uh, not just for Wild West Exodus. Over 2021, she was writing a couple of pieces of mythos and one of her dystopian wars. It's thoroughly recommended you go back and find all the things she's written they're all excellent. She really does bring these characters to life. Um, as I said, she wrote three pieces this year, two for Mythos and one for Dystopian Wars. The Dystopian Wars one was one of my favourites because it detailed the British rocket troops, lunatics with jetpacks who <laughs> go on boarding actions, called the 20 Minuters. Longtime fans of Comedy you may recognise the 20 minute nickname from Blackadder, but it was actually a real thing from the World War One as well. They did generally call the Royal Flying Corps the 20 minuteers because that was indeed their life expectancy. But they've got it on here as well. Uh, it's called uh, Chalk and Cheese, and it details the friendship between two troops, one the officer, one the subordinate, who have known each other their, their whole lives. So a sort of Chalk and Cheese relationship, and it is really, really well written. The two mythos ones she does are suitably creepy uh, <laughs> uh, really you do get a sense of impending horror as you read both of these very different style of writing I think from from the uh, Wild West Exeter stuff and the other stuff she's done other stuff it's about the characters this builds the scene these horror stories build the scene it's not about it's not so much about the person and the character as the horror that they are surrounded by honestly i cannot recommend reading sarah's stuff enough uh
1: yeah some people may recognize sarah's name she's not just written stuff for war cradles she's done stuff for games workshop and some other companies as well she's well worth checking out. I highly suggest you seek out anything that she's written and uh, dive into it as soon as you can.
0: And a final note, having met her, she's also lovely. <laughs> <laughs> From the pages of the Interbellum Illuminator, the latest field intel.
1: Okay, so in the news this week we have got um, a few new releases. We've got the Congo fleet that's coming out for Dystopian Wars, the Japanese ships um, that are looking pretty nice. I know you've been looking forward to these, Sam. You've been waiting for these to go out.
0: I have. Um, What I loved about them was the sort of retro-futurism of them. They look like... They remind me very much of the original Godzilla movies from back in the fifties sixties when did they make those uh with with all the no the pointy nose cones and the and the, everything's the rockets and the fins and these guy these things look like they're built to go fast the big ones look like they go even the lit ones they all look like they go really really fast in straight lines they probably turn like a pig <laughs> we'll have to see how that works in the rules later but they look great I want them badly, but again, it's going to have to go on my list of want lists, but when I get them, I am going to paint them up Fast and Furious style, or Dago colors and gloss paints. The Avast and Furious. (laughs) Ha!
1: Yeah, it's going to be horrible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey! It's going to look awesome!
1: (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, we'll see. I do remember reading on i think war cradle did a post about the set the other day and they said that the the main ship which is the congo is one of the one of the ships that manages to have very good maneuverability as well as very high armor so it's gonna be it's gonna be horrible to deal with it is gonna be a nightmare
0: this is i think this is gonna make up till now I think it's fair to say, with the Ningjing fleet, the Empire were not considered that competitive up till now. Now this is out, I think the Empire are going to be high on people's want list now Mm. of being competitive. I mean, the Ningjing fleet is beautiful, but with all the other releases that the other factions were getting, I I think it did feel like the Empire were getting left behind a little bit. But now, I think they're right back in it
1: yeah and it's another one where they've released something with bits we haven't seen before so we've got the little squid escorts um, yeah which are very good i do like them they are they might be a bit tricky to paint looking at them now yeah that,
0: they they're not big so i think they're one piece Probably, uh,
1: quite probably i'd be yeah. i mean maybe one two pieces like where they join at the sort of rotary uh silver bit that's in the picture but i don't i don't know
0: maybe what i really like about set is um they've gone in terms of cruiser options they're extremely module they're very much like the enlightened cruiser options there is they've got more options than any other any other fleet outside the enlightened because you've got there's a small aircraft carrier option, et cetera, et cetera. So instead of waiting for a support squadron for this, you've kind of got all your options in one box. So when the frontline squadron version of this comes out about about battle fleet, that's gonna be a for the Empire players, that's gonna be a big pickup. They're gonna want quite a few of those so they can build as many of these cruiser options as they want.
1: Yep, yeah, definitely. And it's it's very weird to see that. Aircraft carrier version on this has got the ramp on the rear because most of the other ones have got like the big Little long ramp, yeah, uh, at the front. But this seems to have, uh, I'm just trying, to find,
0: I'm just trying to find the rear, the aircraft carrier version. What's it? Do you know which one it's called?
1: It's the Okinawa, Okinawa, named after an island, and the Miyagi or Miyagi,
0: yes. Do you know the connection between those two names?
1: Uh, I know one of them was in um... the Karate Kid and Okinawa yeah. is
0: the island he's from I see that's what they are it's the Okinawa class and the Miyagi class are a reference to that
1: yep yeah. I'm trying to figure out if the other Yamaguchi class has got like a squid launcher on the back of it which class? Yamaguchi
0: I'm trying to find it I'm, find it... It. I'm working with Kang- Kangawa
1: it's after the Miyagi
0: Yeah, we So look at the back. Yeah, that's a squid bay. It's a it's a squid hospital.
1: I remember uh, yes. looking,
0: if I remember looking at the Orbats, it does do, it has, you know, like we've got a repair bay for the Enlightened Whales.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: I think that is the similar thing. I'd have to bring up the Orbats check, but I do think that's what that
4: is.
1: That's very nice. I do like that little detail. Yeah, so you've got like a ton of options absolute yeah. ton of options um, oh beautiful yep
0: what i like about it, when when walkway do these they always show you with the basic gun on the pictures you never see what the other guns are going to look like so it's always a nice surprise when you actually get the box when people get the boxes yeah and open them up and that reminds me what i wanted to say but that was nice about these the kyoto class frigate the gun the small gun is separate with the look of the bottle, which means we'd not get in the. It's not a problem. I'm not going to say it's a problem, but on the frigates with the molded gun deck, the barrels always look a little odd because of the way plastic sprues are cut. They're cut from straight above. So you can't get the yeah. cut on the barrel, as Stuart has explained. Now, I'll be honest with you, it's never bothered me in the slightest uh, that the guns look like that. I understand the limitations of plastic, and yeah, it's fine. But this one, the turret does look like a separate, so it is a complete little turret on the front of the uh, frigates, mm-hmm. and it does look better. I can't deny it. it looks better. As I said, I don't really have a problem with the way the other guns look on the other frigates, but it does look better.
1: Yeah, it but... definitely does.
0: Yeah. So that's the Congo Battle Fleet. The other releases we've got this month we've they've already been seen. We've got Tesla Tesla Bottles. The bot box. Yep. For, for those union players wanting to build up their build up their mechanical soulless automatons and hastening the robot apocalypse. Put your faith in constructs. That's what I say. They'll never let you down. Yeah. <laughs> and the other sets we've got is we've had the Augusta Industrial set broken up into separate, so you can buy the building separately. Uh, which includes more rails and more uh, cargo cars. And you've got a, a ruined version and a non ruined version of each building, which I think is a really nice touch. So you can have it as. And it is very Wild West Exodusable. Exodusable? It's very Wild West. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it
4: could works- be used
0: those in Wild, wild West, West painting. Yeah. yeah <laughs> <Yep> you
1: got that yeah if there's like bits you are like oh I quite fancy that but I don't want the whole set it's now yeah. broken down I mean we went over this in depth when they did the whole box all together so yeah. we won't go over it all again but uh, it's really nice it is usable definitely in Wild West like, tracks. I think, think
0: sure. it's becoming a bit of a meme now every time a set's going to be re- released with some tracks on it people are going to start asking about the train <laughs> Where's the train? Where's the yep. logo? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I'm um, fully jumping on that bandwagon.
1: <laughs> I just don't want it to become the uh, plastic sisters of battle of Warcradle, that's all.
0: Waiting forever and eventually turn up.
1: Yep, eventually. Like There'll be seven of them all at once.
0: <laughs> no, I... I uh, from their business point of view, I suspect it'll be one set that's customised. Like, they do. They'll do one set that's customizable, and they'll be able to... Run that in various games. So you might have you might if you build it one way to be suitable for Mythos, that's another way to be suitable for Wild West Exodus. Yeah. And so
1: I did wonder. This is a slight sidetrack, but I'm I'm gonna uh, say it anyway. I I do wonder if they're gonna redo like the Nazombu and uh, Red Oak sets as coloured MDF kits instead of the, like the current blue colour slightly blue shaded colour because I think now they've had a lot of experience with the the coloured and, and like all the amazing stuff they've done like since I think was it 2020 that they started releasing the coloured MDFs I'm not sure but loads of people rave how great they are when they put yeah. I mean I really enjoyed putting together the, the Zombu set and but with it being blue it's difficult to just to sort of put it together. You have to paint it as well. Yeah, which is—it's is, not a, that difficult because they're quite big. But I just prefer the idea having done some other MDF kits. Yeah, and it, I, I don't know how difficult. I've never, never seen how they use, so I wouldn't know how easy slash difficult it would be. But I just—I wonder if they've considered the idea and whether it's a possibility. We'll see that in the future.
0: I'm. S- I would love. To, I mean, I'd love to see that. I do love the. Co- I mean, I can't afford them, but I love the coloured kits. I've mm. uh, seen them. They are stunning. Uh, and I've obviously, Rio Snora is one of my all-time favourite things War, War Cradle have done. It just is
2: beautiful. Mm.
0: Um, so yeah, if they if they, if War Cradle were to go back and redo the, ori- the original series of Red Oak and um, the Zombos in full colour. I can't imagine that would not sell.
1: Yeah, you've got to think that it'd probably sell a little bit better because it is just, you can just put them together and it's not put them together and then you've got to paint them as well. Having that coloured option might bump up the price a little bit more, but I'm happy to pay a little bit extra if I don't have to sit down and paint them all. And because of all the colour tones that are on, like the Retribution set and the Prometheum Complex and Rio Sonora, yeah. like they've obviously got the, the colors to sort of change it up a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I mean, it's well with it's do it's obviously how doable it is for them is another i, mean, I, I, I Is it a case of they just get on the computer, and go and, and get the paint bucket tool and fill in some bits, or is it a complete redesign? I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> that, that's yeah. what I'm wondering whether it's like whether they just cut or color certain areas with a um, like an airbrush or something like that I'm not sure I don't know it'd be interesting to to see I imagine like it's it's done on a particular colour MDF and then the coloured bits are all done on different coloured MDFs and they'd just be changing where they're cut i a guess I don't know it'd be interesting to see I just thought I'd put that out there randomly
0: I've, I, that's a great idea I do so
1: that's probably been the longest episode we've done since we've started it was a lot of fun recording it with everybody and we really appreciate everybody that came on and everybody that um, contributed it's it's massively appreciated so once again thanks to everybody
0: okay so once again we'd like to thank our fellow war hosts for joining us for this episode they were Eric Hoffman, Brian Powell Mike Pierce Mike Johnson Will Doom and Coen Cambry I hope I said that right
1: I'm sure he'll forgive you
0: if <laughs> I'm sure he's going to have to. Uh, so thanks, guys, for joining us. It was a massive load of fun talking to you all, in some cases for the first time, meeting you all. And we just had a great conversation. If we put everything in we talked about, this episode would be at least another an hour and a half long. Yeah. We may put some. We may release a little uh, outtakes tape later.
1: Yeah. If I'm not sick of editing by the end of this episode, <laughs> I'll see if I can give you a little bit of bonus content for for everybody
0: stuff we rambled about
1: yeah I think that's what it'll be called stuff we rambled about
0: okay a reminder Um, the backstory bonanza competition closes February 28th thousand words of original content on a character in the dystopian age setting of your own creation you can have uh, named characters in the story but they are not focused Uh, give us a backstory to your characters whether it's a ship squadron hands unit single model it's entirely up to you there are prizes available for that we will buy you stuff and send it to you (laughs) which will probably be either a support fleet box or a hands type unit for Wild West Exeter's depending on what the winner's choice is. Worth a go we'd love to hear from your stories and of course the winner will get read out by us (laughs) (laughs) and uh, we hope to get something from you
1: Yep. thanks for listening everybody and we'll see you next time
0: happy trails pilgrims file number Bersodore 220 21061 file closed agent Markov remains at large